do, do you guys mind if I record a quick intro to our podcast? I just started. I just started there. <laughs> okay. I'm just, uh, I'm just, yeah, it's my weekly thing, and I'm just recording the intro real quick. Okay, so uh, this is Tyler, I'm Tyler Murphy, this is the Montana Gallery Podcast, and today on the show we're talking about postmodernism and modernism a little bit. Just uh, a couple days ago, Ken and Richie and I dropped Daniel off at the airport, and then we went and, it was like 6.30 in the morning, and went and had some coffee, and and uh, I wanted to share with them a little bit of what I've been learning about postmodernism and modernism. So I don't know that I, I might be way off in, in how I'm understanding everything. So if you're listening to this and you're and and you go, oh yeah, Tyler's way missed the mark. I'd love for you uh, for you to email in with your thoughts, comments, corrections, um, and maybe for the next couple episodes we can kind of we can learn together and try to understand this thing. So, um, okay, announcements for this week. What do we got going on here? Daniel's back in Montana all of a sudden. <laughs> so I'm, I'm here in the kitchen of the Yaris household, and they're all cooking, cooking breakfast, and I'm sitting back doing my thing on the computer. Um, how did Wichita go, Dan? Amazing. It was really... It was brief, but it was very fun, and um, I juried and judged uh, their national painting exhibition, and it was very, very, uh, it was a good experience to meet some of the winners, artists that I hadn't heard of, but are doing amazing things. I wish I remember their name at this very moment so I could tell you who they are, but if you go on the Mark Arts, I think it's Mark Arts ks.com or it's dot org i'm not sure like but mark arts um, kansas uh yes mark arts kansas yes and the winners especially the the top two top three that were selected if you don't know who they are you're going to know who oh, they are eventually nice. yeah cool we'll have to go look at that uh what else okay so and then this week let me turn the microphone around again uh, this week we're just hanging out uh, around the Kalispell Whitefish area, maybe going out doing a f- few more plein air paintings while we're all together, but trying to get some relax, some relaxation time in. We've been going hard um, for the last two weeks. We painted around Yellowstone for several days and then had the Sojourners opening, um, which was one of, one of my favorite nights at the gallery the artwork for that is i think some of the best uh that you'll find anywhere around montana um these days or around it's just some of the best best artwork that's that i'm seeing out there right now thank you i think okay guys so i think august 23rd or 24th is going to be the yellowstone the yellowstone show and we're we'll have grant jones playing music that night talk to him already about that here we go jumping into some a little bit of uh me trying to tell a little bit about postmodernism we'll talk to you next week
That's what we're gonna do some postmodernism. Okay. All right. So, um, do you guys have you heard of Tom Wolfe? Yeah. Have no. you? I don't have know. you listened to or read any of the stuff? Painted Word. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. I've heard a lot about it. We that. could audio book cool. it on the way back if you want. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah, he gets really snarky in there. That almost yeah. ruined his career, you know. Really? Yeah. He was ostracized. Reading Tom Wolfe is like, it kind of made me, in some ways, appreciate modern art even more. Or it, it, especially the Bauhaus to our house helped me, has helped me um, appreciate and understand like the building that the gallery's in. Yeah. It's a, you know, sort of modern architecture building. Yeah. Um, and it's cool to understand like the the beliefs of those architects, those Bauhaus yeah. architects, and what that like what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah. And so then every time I see a piece of modern architecture, it's like, oh, I I understand the backstory of this. Yeah, everything's always about the backstory with that. Yeah. So I was reading Bauhaus to our house. And he, you know, starts talking about modernism, postmodernism, um, quite a bit. And I just realized that, man, I don't really have a grasp of, of really what this is exactly. So I started, started down like a YouTube hole, <laughs> spiral. So probably my understanding is still not <laughs> very good. So basically I came across this one video where this guy, he drew out three umbrellas. And he, he's got pre-modernism on the left, uh, or pre-modernity pre on the left. We'll just call it modernity. Uh, yeah, we'll use modernity instead of modernism. So pre-modernity, modernity, and then post-modernity under three different umbrellas. But the umbrellas kind of overlap a little bit because, like, the edges aren't. You can't say exactly. It was 1907. Yeah. But basically, in pre-modernity, it's kind of like all the time from from forever until uh, um, kind of around like Martin Luther is sort of what he lumps that umbrella into. Oh. And basically that's a time in which like you're born into whatever you're born into. So like if you're a blacksmith, you're, uh, or if, if your dad's a blacksmith, you're probably going to be a blacksmith yourself and and it's kind of a time where there are beliefs out there in the world um, and you just you kind you kind of take things at face or like uh, there's not the kind of existential questioning that, that we all kind of have the existential angst that we all have nowadays because like my dad was a blacksmith I'm going to be a blacksmith that's and I'm for that and too. The, yeah, this is, I'm starving. Yeah, the, this is the way the church said the world right. began, and if this, I think differently, I'll get my head cut off. Yeah, if I think differently, I'll get my head cut off. Um, <laughs> yeah. And also, like, there's not maybe a better, there's no more reasonable answer out there. That's you know, yeah, we all. So you're kind of taking things, um, t taking the systems as they are. You have the rich and you have the poor, but the poor don't even conceive that things could be different necessarily. On, on the whole, I'd say. I'm sure that there were individuals, and, and in fact, 
you know, that's kind of what Martin Luther comes along and guys like him there. I mean, there were a lot of other uh, Martin Luther types that apparently, you know, got killed sooner. So we don't know about them, but he's able to come along and start shaking up the power of the Roman Catholic church. And that opens up kind of around that same time. And that starts to open up the ability for, uh, you know, scientists and astronomers. And so kind of with Luther, there's this whole um, change across the board because the church is losing its power and people are, so there's the um, scientific revolution right around that time. There's a, the Renaissance and it's just a time of like quest, starting to question the way things have always been done. So that's modernism. So in pre-modernism, go back to pre-modernism, you have kind of an inherent trust in the authority of God and the church. In the, your life has been ordained by the gods, by God. You look to the church for uh, explanation of the way things are. In modernity, it's more of a trust in the authority of man to make better systems of government, of religion, of art, um, that we can conceive of, hey, we, the way that we've always done things doesn't have to be that way. So that's helped me to understand, oh, okay, that's why you have guys like Karl Marx rise up and say, hey, you know, there's the rich and the poor, but we could do things differently. So you get things like Communist Manifesto mm -hmm. and, and you get the rise of democracy in France and you get um, us leaving England and coming over here to America to start something new. Yeah. Because you can conceive of something we don't We don't have to, we don't have to continue with the way things, with the way things were. And uh, that there, there are better ways. And that's, that's really key. So like in, especially in modern art, in The Painted Word, Tom Wolfe takes us through like all these different isms mm -hmm. that all claim, all the isms kind of claim like that thing before, no, that wasn't yeah. true. That wasn't true art. I've gone a step further and now this is yeah. the true absolute art and yeah. then like a year later somebody comes out with conceptual art or whatever you know the next ism that goes a step further but then eventually what happens at the end of the umbrella of uh, modernity is with the rise of uh, you know all these different revolutions of you know, religious science and technology um, in government, you also get all all this new technology that allows us to build incredible things, but also weapons of mass destruction. So at the end of all that is is World War One and World War Two, which after that then kind of starts the era of postmodernism. Because if if modernism is like this trust in the ability of man to create better and better and better systems of government and everything. Yeah. Postmodernism is like 
going, well, yeah, but when we do that, when we say that we've got the absolute, that we can make the best system of government and religion and all this, at the end of, when we hold things like that, then people get, we, nuked. People get killed. So like a postmodern person starts to go, I don't know, I don't know that I believe in the ability of man to come up with the best system. So then we're kind of left in this, like, I don't know what I believe anymore. It's so postmodernism is like a distrust in ourselves. <laughs> so we're all left going, I, I don't know what I, I really don't know what I believe. And that's, that's helped me to understand, like, growing up, you know, always hearing like this, the arguments of relativism versus absolute truth. Yeah. So absolute truth is inherent to modernism. I have the absolute truth when it comes to art. I have the absolute truth when it comes to religion or government. Yeah. This is the best way. The postmodernist kind of goes, is more that no, truth is relative. Or it's about discovery or something that you're going through. So I can see a little bit more of that. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, even like you talking about your story about painting in Paris, that like that fits some of that, like you don't know what's ahead, but you just keep going. Like at some point you just like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. And you can get better at it and grow. But it's not like Richie's like, yes, I am the one that is the painter of Notre Dame or whatever, like the, it's not that same, like, absolute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, in our own art world, where I like, like to think of, our, like, it's, a lot of other people would say that we paint, like, old school. Right. Like, we're not in the, you know. Well, the, the thing is now is that we, uh, everything has kind of been done. We've like all the different isms I feel like have kind of been explored. Yeah. Right? So so now it makes sense that we would come back to explore ourselves. Yeah. Also in that book, so it, uh, he goes over like the, Bat or the Bauhaus Manifesto and how like they were so, like the biggest insult that you could give a Bauhaus architect was like, oh, how bourgeois of that, oh, yeah. you know. So they were constantly trying to to separate from the old world, the old way of doing things, and, and create something new. Um, so, but also, like all those Bauhaus architects, I, I think they were all communist, and so they they were trying to figure out how can we, you know, they were seeing, especially like the horrible living conditions of, of the proletariat class, and they were like, okay, how do we how do we build housing, like worker housing? So they they decided, well, we have to get rid of everything. We've got to use mass production mm -hmm. uh, to, our, to <laughs> our benefit, so that ever so that this becomes it's like a great equalizing thing, so that everybody can have a nice, you know, clean roof over their head. Okay. So so they they like turn their nose up at anything that was handmade and handcrafted because that's which is made by people like us poor <laughs> yeah. people. but only rich people can afford to buy that so so they 
everything has to be like factory made and mass capable of mass production. Um, so do you think the end of so I or go ahead. Well, so that's a part of the postmodernism. No, is Bauhaus, Bau, or Bauhaus. Bauhaus is modernism. Modernism. Modern architecture is Bauhaus. So, but but with modern architecture comes like, like also, so to me that's help me understand like it's kind of out of that maybe that way of thinking and also just the because of Taylorism because of Ford and the assembly line and all these advances advances in the uh, industry. That we that we all get to have plasma screen TVs and yeah. Hobby Lobby prints on our walls and all that. But thank God. But, so there's always been like uh, I, I just think that now we there's uh, there's an opportunity for us as artists to step in and introduce back in to the world like the thing that always has been rare which is the handmade, heartfelt, like actually made by a real human being Yeah. thing. It's just that that kind of went out of, I think that kind of went out of fashion for a while. And but for, now, but, now but not all, like horrible but, reasons. Yeah, not but, for horrible reasons. But now we, we all have plasma screen TVs and we all have access to as many crappy prints as we want. Yeah. But the thing that's still rare is the handmade thing that all of us can make. Yeah. And that, that kind of gives me a lot of purpose. Yeah, purpose and hope. And that's awesome. Like, it's kind of cool, I feel like, to see ourselves within this larger context of where the art world has been. Where, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, it is a, I think it, like, to be an artist at a turning point of an idea rather than right in the middle of it. Like that's, I, th I think we're at a, like even after postmodernism, like when I was in school there, like, so I we're, we're even beyond postmodernism, we're in, they kept calling it post postmodernism. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't really name something when you're in it. Yeah. You're just like, what? What's going on? So they're able to define this idea of postmodernism pretty clearly. Okay. And so yeah, I was like, it's post postmodernism, and I don't even know what it was. But like within kind of the art world, it's like absolutely anything goes, and it's just become like any you know, it's like everything and anything, and it's it's all been yeah, well, I don't even know. All the envelopes have been pushed. And, uh, Was there a context to the authority structure with post post? Did they talk oh, about that? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know. That's something I'm seeing really rattled. Wait, wait, say that again. Like the authority structure. Yeah, the like what is the who says that's what it is? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like there Probably. is no authority. That's that's I feel like that might be unique to what's going on now. Yeah, there's like now the authority is like there's no authority. So like the consumer. Uh-huh. You know. But yeah, I don't know. So any well like I just feel like it's kind of at this like point of like okay what what are we gonna do now? Yeah, because a lot of things have just fallen apart. It's like 
what are we going to re like find importance in you know taking things from the past and be like okay that's good that's good this is important this is important like re kind of reconstructing yeah. it's like it's like it was such a like where well, one of my professors she always talked about the idea of deconstruction yeah and how well if you deconstruct something you you have to reconstruct mm-hmm. you can't just deconstruct then you're left with nothing and it just feels like yeah that's kind of where we've been at it's just like deconstruct everything and maybe it's like at this point of like okay now let's reconstruct some, something yeah. meaningful with all of the pieces of, of history and the isms or you know yeah what what are we going to reconstruct yeah well and that's where like, i think we're we're going back to yeah painting representationally yeah and i think that we're we're kind of like who is the authority i think it's kind of cool like we get to be that now yeah and and i would say too like tom wolf points out that the art world like the art world he he kind of he uh, figures out the numbers of. He's like, let's let's just be clear here. There's like a hundred people who care about this in <laughs> Italy, like four hundred in France, and like a thousand in New York. And like at the end of it, it's like something like three thousand people or something. Yeah. He's like, that's the art world. That's right. moving and shaking and saying and lifting up and saying it's Picasso. It's yeah. okay now. It's you know it's. Uh, Rothko, Rothko, and then uh, uh, Pollock, and Pollock like was hardly he's like he became the most famous artist within his lifetime and could hardly sell anything, according to Tom Wolfe. Yeah. Like I, that was interesting to me. So to me, so you were saying though that like where's the authority? To me, the authority has always been in, and you said the consumer. Mm-hmm. It's always been there. It's just that they weren't the ones with the microphone saying this is what yeah like this is what real art is because all through that guys like sergeant soroya and and the illustrators are churning out masterpieces <laughs> making a living without the assistance of the government you know yeah so i think maybe it's never i just and and looking at like the event last night i just don't think that any of like that, your guys' quality of work, and the story that you are telling there, I don't think that's ever going out of, like, I can't imagine a night like that ever going out of style. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the concept of like, just excellence being something that's worthwhile. That's, I mean, when I get all pissed about the art world or pissed about everything, like, it's easy to say, okay, well, be excellent, work very hard. Mm-hmm. And Dan mentioned that the other day. It's like, when you think of excellence and you try to bring it into your life in all the small ways, then excellence will be brought to your life. Like it just yeah. attracts itself, it's a magnetic force. But, um, you know, it's, it's just a weird, weird time. That's why I paint landscapes. The like trying to think more I mean obviously I think they're beautiful but in that context even like just talking about it now it's like oh yeah it we all have our own little microphone stand if that's how it is now and your art is the thing that you get to make louder in the world through this extra voice that for me the concept of like protecting the environment 
especially in lieu of the ballast thing where it's like factories everywhere, destruction of the environment, like even just like our valley in Cal's was just so filled with storage units. Storage units, storage units, like they just take a beautiful wheat field and it's like storage units. Like, yeah, that's the end of use. that like modernism stuff is like, yeah, like look at all the crap you have so much that you're not happy anymore. Yeah. And the thing that makes us most happy, for me anyway, it's like just going out, the backpacking trip we just did, it's like five days of absolute bliss. Yeah. Even though you've blistered feet and you're hungry and sore and worn out. And like, ultimately all that's about relationships. Yeah, if I was alone, and, too, which is yeah. the coolest thing about that is like every human has access to that. Yeah, like like you know, you're right. You are you're always talking about like and encouraging people to. What can how can you start with what you have? Like how can you start? Don't look to us. Don't look to me as like I'm gonna fulfill this thing. You want to be part of this group? It's not about that. It's like what, what can you do in your own community where you're at? Yeah. To like cultivate essentially these yeah. relationships yeah. cultivate something meaningful mm-hmm. and it's like you know you we're, we're always like in our mindset it's been like oh the poor these poor people in Africa let's go help them and and they have the same access like I, I don't know how many people I've never got to go over there but I don't know how many people I've heard that come back and have just been like like these people, like they're the most loving, mm. caring. They love their families. They have nothing. They're sleeping on dirt floor, and yeah. they're just like blown away by how like, joyful these people are. And then you know, wondering why am I so not? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's like everybody has that. They're not caught at home. The same. You know. Yeah. We all have something within ourselves and at home that is that. Yeah. And maybe homes across the world if you move and you will have you, that's available to you there. And it's hard to find, I think. It's hard to find real genuine sincerity, especially in our, I think, in our culture. It doesn't breathe that. Yeah. And I think we're coming back to that, though. We're kind of being like, wait a minute. Yeah. I want things that are, yeah, sincere. That's why growing. Well, like, <laughs> I think there's like a, a profound distrust across the board in like, so many things that are promising this wholeness and completeness. They're yeah. promising this will make you happy. Buy this TV, go on this cruise, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, have have this piece of clothing, this furniture and stuff, and then, then you'll be happy and, and we're kinda all waking up to like, oh, I still feel miserable. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I, I did it all. I I I I went to college. I got the nice car I, you yeah know, we're, got, we're I definitely at the front of that generation like yeah. growing up as a 90s kid and like, you guys are so spoiled and it gets like more and more spoiled from then but other cultures like you have everything you could ever want how could you be upset or sad or lost or other cultures looking in at us yeah yeah and then, like, and then there's that yeah so many cultures do look at it, like yeah you have everything it's like don't don't search like we did it's not that yeah it's yeah not. like in France I'm always like Stop building these mega shopping centers. Like oh, you man. think they're so trendy, like the states, but just don't, don't do it. Yeah, what it's doing? so that's <laughs> your thing. I don't know. Would you look at like even the context of what you're saying, like postmodern, like this forward or like modern modernity, particularly? It's like now we're going like just gotta yeah. deconstruct some of those systems that, yeah, 
don't actually answer those real questions. It'll be fun to be a part of it, I guess. So, as I was learning about this, I was like, wait, am I postmodern or am I modern? Like, what? Wait. And I still am not sure because I think probably my understanding of it all is not perfectly. Not, not perfect and not complete. But everybody that I've talked to about it is like, yeah, I think, okay, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But, it's like, I'm not sure. Yeah. So. So to me, like, you know, communism had its, it, it has played itself out and it's maybe a beautiful idea, but as it, whenever it's tried to be, uh, when it implemented, yeah, it always ends in, in mass, pretty crappy uh, stuff. Yeah. And horrible, <laughs> yeah, horrible killing of lots and lots of people. Um, so. It, that's what helps me to understand like uh, I think it was Winston Churchill that said like uh, capitalism is the worst form of government except for when you consider everything else <laughs> every other option <laughs> and that's sort of like oh okay there will never be a perfect system so right. it's like I can hold a belief in a different way now that I will kind of act as if I'm a modernist and say at the end of at the end of um, the way I hold art is an absolute truth, or it kind of move towards it as if as if I believe. Mm -hmm. Yep, this is this is really great art. I love it. Yeah, but it's kind of I'm holding it looser than maybe the way people in, in the past. Like there's held. there's option for things to grow and develop and shift, and it's not as more dynamic. And I can go and enjoy other, other isms of art yeah. as well, yeah. and go. Uh, yeah, that's not the route that I've chosen. Yeah. But I. Yeah. But this is the route that they've chosen, and I enjoy that. Yeah.